Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week. I am your host, Aaron Osborne. This sounds different because I'm not doing it with a mic for once. Weird. Um, this week, my guests, plural, are Jake and Will from Clowns. Um, Clowns are about to do a little tour in support of a 7-inch they put out called Destroy the Evidence with No Anchor, um, and they wanted to come have a chat. It's been a while since I did the last podcast with them. Um, in between the last time and now, they released an album called Bad Blood and have toured overseas fucking heaps. So we had a mad chat about all that and about all the stuff coming up for them. Um, the show's dates are... October 14th at Crowbar in Brisbane with No Anchor. Um, October 15th, Blackwire in Sydney with No Anchor. 16th of October, Blackwire in Sydney again. I'm not sure if No Anchor are playing that one. I don't know. Look on their Facebook for details. October 21st at the Evelyn in Melbourne, um, also with No Anchor. And then they're also playing Till the Wheels Fall Off in Launceston on the 4th of November in uh yeah tassie so if you like clowns which i'm sure you do because they're fucking mad go see them at those shows it was rad to talk to the guys again it's been quite a while um i've seen them a little bit here and there in between last chat we've had but um you know they've gotten a considerable following since uh the last time i saw them being traveling overseas a bunch and um, you know, the record was received really well, which is cool for them. Um, so it's cool to chat to them about what they got coming up and, uh, you know, band members changing and the band sort of changing a little bit and how that's affecting things. So yeah, that's what the convo is about. Get into it. Come on. Another plug for myself here real quick. Um, I exist playing two shows, surprisingly. Um, in November, we're playing in Canberra on the 11th of November, which is a Friday. Um, we are playing with Lord Sword from Sydney, Wretch from Canberra, and Disavow from Canberra, who are Josh and Murph from my exist other band. Um, so that's at the Transit Bar on the 11th of November. Come to that. It'll be fun. Then the next day, we're playing... Uh, at Crowbar, which I talk about a lot, fucking mad, um, on the 12th of November at Crowbar with Hobo Magic, Nerve Damage, and Sex Drive. Those are I Exist shows, so come and fucking bang your head a bit or whatever. We'll hopefully play some new songs, which will be sick. Um, but yeah, come to those shows. Anyway, enough of me talking. Please enjoy Oblivious Maximus episode 57 with Jake and Will from Clowns. Brutal! Clowns! Back again. Different house. Same podcast. (laughs) Um, Okay... As with every time I do conversations with more than one person, can you please introduce yourself so people know who's talking? Yes, I'm Jake. I play drums in Clowns. Um, I'm Will. I will be playing guitar in Clowns. 
There you go. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> temporarily base. Yeah, temporarily base. Until a few months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. Well, that's who peop- that's who's talking. <laughs> um, okay, so because we've done this is a follow up interview, clearly. Yeah. Been on the podcast before. Uh, because we did the first part. In the first part I ask everyone how they got into music and all that shit, but we've basically covered that. We haven't covered it with you. But you know, there's always yeah. room to grow with that. <laughs> Let's go from the last time I talked to you instead. So the last time I talked to you, Bad Blood had like just come out, maybe? Yep. Or it I was just it was. about to come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Around that time definitely. Yeah. So how'd you go? What do you reckon? Pretty good. <laughs> I played some of the yeah. shows with you, so I know it was good. Yeah, that's right. That, those shows were fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess since we last spoke, it would have been a year, almost two years ago, sort of a year and a half ago. And I think since then we've like played a lot of shows. I think yeah. upwards of Just a couple. maybe 200, <laughs> I reckon. Fucking hell. Just a lot. Um, uh, a lot of countries, a lot of new ground, different labels. Um, it's, yeah. it's definitely helped us learn a lot about how, uh, just music, I know how the industry even works a bit more. And like, I guess shows have been funner for us. A lot of people, maybe it, like it was more successful than our first record. So maybe more yeah. people got to know us and stuff like that. And I guess like we just kind of grew as a band and like got to know each other real well and and uh yeah like got to do heaps heaps more travel and stuff it was it was awesome yeah and was that like was there i mean obviously it's like a pretty roundabout goal everyone would like from australia would like to go play overseas i'm sure but what was it like ramping that sort of stuff up um was it hard at first or did it sort of uh, start flowing because you've been overseas a couple yeah. of times since now well before I think uh, I think when we first spoke, we hadn't been anywhere except we'd been to Southeast Asia yeah. when we like that was like when we were quite young. Mm. But since then, we've done the states twice and Europe twice. And I think you know of recent times, like I, I I guess like learning, you know, you always hear about bands touring overseas, and it's something that, like you said, it's something that everyone wants to do. Yeah. Um. I think like now it's where we've like learned the places that we really like to tour and the like yeah. places that we don't like to tour. And like for me personally, like, and as you kn- would know, like touring Europe is like kind of almost like being on holiday in, in some like <laughs> a bonkers <laughs> place where they have like un- endless alcohol for some reason. Endless alcohol, better beers. Yeah. yeah. I've heard the riders are meant to be insane. Like they are uh, yeah. out of this world. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't end. No, <laughs> you'll never buy a drink, mm. and if you do, you're buying it for one euro from a service station. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking rules. And um, you just learn also just like how much better beer is over there too. <laughs> I mean, not to discredit Furphy, which I'm holding in my hand right now. <laughs> so Furphy product, product Spono, placement. Spono. This is why I got a camera. <laughs> I was so I can start getting that. things right. for free. Good one, Furphy. Thanks. <laughs> On you, Furphy. Um, yeah, no, that, uh, that's like, was the truest, I mean, I only have toured overseas once, but that, you know, drinking for 30 days straight was like, you know, I know, totally. I know how, how it went and I felt 
you know, when I got home and I didn't drink for like two days and I was like, ah, oh, this is what my body is meant to feel like. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is what it feels absolutely. like to be sober again. Um, but what, like, how was the music received over there? Was it... A lot, you know, for being like a, a new band over there, like we had our um, music put out on a label there, so that was sort of an incentive to go. Yeah. I guess having music already put out there, like maybe gave us a little bit of a leg up, so some people kind of knew. But also I think Europe, Europe as a whole just receives heavier music a lot better. They've got like yeah. better, better festivals. There's like... The summertime is just like a ridiculous like circus of touring bands yeah. from, from everywhere. Well, there's so... I mean, there's obviously... Like with anything like that, there's so many more people there. So there's obviously, you know, if there's 20 million people here and this many get into punk and hardcore and metal and there's 400 million there, it's going to be yeah. obviously a lot bigger. Um, very true. But it's like... I mean, the thing that I just found the craziest was that, like, you can play shows every day and there'll always be people there. Yeah. Like, even if it's only 40 people, you'd be, like, really, really trying hard to get 40 people to go to a show, like, anywhere in Australia on a Monday. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's a total disaster. Totally. You know? It's got a common... I think it's a combination of, uh, you know, like, the amount of touring bands that actually do come out and also the drinking culture maybe is a little yeah, bit yeah, like, sure. like, like you've been to, you were saying in the yeah. car on the way over, like the drinking culture in Europe is just like, I don't know. People love to just go out in the summertime and like, yeah, There's way more people doing after work beers as well. Yeah. yeah. Like everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I guess I, maybe I'm not just old enough to have this be a part of my like culture yet, but like, they're like just drinking at lunchtime, like just having a beer at lunch or whatever. And then like, or, you know, if you don't have to go back to work, just drink all night and then go home and go to bed and go work the next day. And it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I definitely couldn't do that every day. No, like no, don't no, fucking no. kill me trying to go to work <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, that's part of it as well. And I think as well, because of, because there's like, and you know, maybe this isn't true, but like, because there's seemingly a lot of pressure taken away from drinking being bad or drinking being like terrible for you or whatever, then people care less about like the opinion of it, I suppose. So like at, like, I mean, we played shows in Germany that were at youth centers, like straight up youth centers that like provided us with a rider and we were on tour with two straight edge bands. So like, and (laughs) we were opening for two straight edge bands. So like they didn't need to buy beer, but it was just there and it was fine that we were drinking and they were selling beer at the venue but like everyone just knew like i mean obviously the drinking age is a little bit different there but it was like the people who couldn't drink just weren't drinking whereas like when i i mean you know i even do it now sometimes like sneak booze into shows yeah yeah. like i'm a fucking (laughs) adult i don't need to do that but like you know like i was if i was to go to a youth center show back in the day i would have been at the start, terrified of drinking there. And then as soon as like I'd started drinking somewhat regularly, I was like, I'm fucking going to be doing this here all the time. Like, whereas that didn't, doesn't seem to be like in there at all. Yeah, I think no. the culture with it is just a lot better. Like, yeah. I think, especially within Germany, because you can just get a beer and drink it on the street. Yeah. I think they, 
I only enforce things if you're being a dickhead. Yeah. So if you're there, like, mind your own business, being friendly to people, not causing a fuss, they leave you be. Yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at things, like... I think so, too. I, and I also saw, like... I mean, we played hardcore shows, so there was a little bit more, but, like, there wasn't... There wasn't actually, like, too... I didn't see, like, too much legitimate violence occurring, which... Yeah. I mean, almost every pub that I've been to in Australia, I've seen a fight at some point, you yeah. know, like... I reckon there's something like in like the Australian genes or the Australian <laughs> blood that just makes us kind of fucking crazy. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, especially like up north, like and you go anywhere that's kind of rural. Yeah. That's, you know, I think Melbourne's very good. For, yeah. Like, we have some pretty good pubs and not as much violence within like the, the punk community, <coughs> you'd sure. say. But um, we did earlier this year. And the end of last year, we did a, like a rural tour with Friends of Rome. Mm-hmm. And like the amount of like violence I saw in some of these places, like yeah. was out unbelievable. It was, yeah. it was, it was funny, sad, and just, and like, just interesting. Really. Yeah. The whole thing. Like, the, the craziest thing about like, the, I mean, I've played a lot of shows with Friends as well and you know, all collectively like know the different dudes and stuff. And there's like, a, not a group of people who would like less be asking for that to come to their shows or yeah, to yeah. their doorstep or whatever. Um, but like them, I don't know whether it's like the combination of the music, the like nostalgia that people have seeing them live now and listening to those songs that they liked when they were like teenagers or whatever <laughs> and booze. Yeah, just yeah. like does not combine well at all. Like, <laughs> it's because when they were growing up, the only song they listened to was Punch in the Face. So <laughs> that's it. So that's, that's just an anthem for the <laughs> evening. I remember we played a show with them in Jindabyne, um, like in the mountains. Snow near show? Yep. Yeah. Snow that's show. Cold, second coldest show I've ever played. But <laughs> what was the first? Uh, we played Groove in the Moo in Canberra one year. Oh, yeah. And it was. Like, I don't know why they put Groove in the Moon on in, like, the middle of winter. And it was outside in Canberra, and we played at 11am. And it was, like, I think it was, like, zero or one degree outside. Fucking hell. With fucking hectic wind, playing guitar. (laughs) I've never been so cold. Josh, our old man guitar player, had his hands down the back of his pants, like, touching his ass. Because he was like, I'm not going to be able to play... (laughs) leads if i can't yeah. move my fingers so he was just like standing on the side of the stage with his hands in his ass anyway <laughs> that, that show we played at jindabai with friends was like it was all just dudes who had finished snowboarding all day and were like there to see their favorite band from when they were a teenager and they were all so wasted and like <laughs> so fucked up and it was just like ah this is where all those guys go yeah. like this is what they do at the snow yeah, um, totally. They get the adrenaline build up from snowboarding all day and output it by punching each other in the face. <laughs> anyway, good on them. Yeah. Good one, Frenzel. Um, yeah, well, so, and I guess, like, off the back of doing all those tours overseas and stuff, though, you had been touring almost, like, relentlessly here as well. Yeah. Like, it seemed like every time you came back, you'd just start doing another thing when you got home. Yeah, I mean, I think... We didn't, like, that was never, like, a plan so much. I think, like, we took opportunities as they came and then 
whenever we'd be like, all right, when we get back from Europe or when we get back from America, we'll start writing an album or something. Yeah. Or like, you know, prepare something, just like take a bit of time off. Something else would always just come up. Like, yeah. Something of like, oh, we can't say no to that or can't say no to this. Mm -hmm. And then I think, yeah, we realized that we'd played like two years in a row, almost. Yeah, almost two years in a row we've played over 100 shows in that year. I don't even know how. Like, it doesn't feel like it so much. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you just... Sometimes emails just come in and you're like, oh, well, I know we were going to take January off. But, yeah, um, <laughs> well, but, um, we're not. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, And have you found that to, like, strengthen your playing or has it been, like, wearing on you at all? Because there's a lot to do. I think it's probably, like, pretty wearing on... Not not us physically, but maybe like um, relationships and so, like your yeah. friends, families, girlfriends, like that stuff can be like really hard when you're away all the time. But like as musicians, I feel like it made us like really tight and like, yeah. you know what it's like after playing, like if you're on like a long tour, by, by like the end of the tour, you, you know the set back to front. Yeah, yeah. Muscle memory is like intact and like, yeah, you just, you just feel really good as a band. Like, mm. so that was always good. Yeah. For sure. Whereas now, I think this is like the longest we've gone without playing, and we've got a new member. I've got to learn like an hour long set. <laughs> yeah, so. And I haven't played a show yet. Well, good luck. Oh, you got some work ahead of you. <laughs> Cramming in some jams before this tour starts oh, next week. And uh, no beers before playing on the Friday. <laughs> and otherwise, there goes half the set list. Well, let's, let's roll into that. How. So, this, what are these shows? It's just. You're back in Australia, gonna have a dig for a couple of days. Is that was that the idea behind doing that? Um, Obviously, yeah. there was a song and a video and things that went with it. Yeah, we well we re- like like I said, we spent so long trying to write another record and being like touring so much. We we picked a song that like we were pretty confident with and stuff, and we, we like put it out on seven inch, like do a single yeah. kind of deal. And um, yeah, I guess like. This is probably one of the shorter tours that we've done. It's only three. It's only well, it's four dates in total. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I think like we were just like single, just hit of major cities. To, we actually haven't done like a headline tour at all this year. Yeah, right. So this is just like kind of doing that for this almost for the sake of doing it. Just yeah. Like, you know, just staying active as a band, and like I know that once we've got our shit together a bit more and like have a new record like we'll probably jump back into like hitting as many like bumfuck towns as we can. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. Towns that don't have access by a plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's exciting. Like doing I play your own Petey. shows every now and then. Hey, I want to play Cooper Petey. Cooper Petey. Underground, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. can, can you do that? I reckon you've got the right context. <laughs> Get us underground, yeah. guys. <laughs> Furfy, we're playing next to emeralds and yeah. walls and shit. <laughs> Furphy, if you can send the boys over, <laughs> that's, that could be a payment. Um, so is it like, is this uh, like you see a change coming from having someone new and doing these shows and sort of, are you sort of working towards <coughs> different stuff then there? Yeah. I mean, I think the whole, the whole band is like, the idea is to just keep trying new things. Like obviously writing music, you, you never want to write the same record and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, just... Even just doing a capital city tour is not like exactly normal for us. So that's like new in itself. And like we're playing a longer set this time. Yeah. Um, 
as Will said earlier, like he's gonna be playing guitar eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's playing bass on this tour. Yeah. So like we'll be expanding our band, which is like new as well. Like yeah. we'll have two guitars and <clears throat> which will mean like like writing guitar parts and like songs will just be like fuller and like yeah yeah. I'm I'm sure like. I mean, when we play with I Exist, you guys, you were the only guitar of, <laughs> yeah. guitarist of three. Yep. And that's the, as like, I'm, I'm a pretty big I Exist fan. That's, those two shows we play with you guys are still the only time I've seen you guys play. So like, really, I don't, I don't know how that's happened, but every single time that's crazy. that you guys play a show, like a headline show, I can never make it for some reason. And it's really annoying. That is super, that is so super funny. annoying. I re- after doing those two shows... Murph, our drummer, this is a diss to the two other guys from my existence, but he, Murph just goes, ah, that's what it sounds like to be tight again. And I was like, yeah, man, I got this. It was, it was, it was bizarre. You're a three man's guitarist. Yeah. It's a fucking, I mean, when, I guess we started the band really with just me, but it sort of just got out of control. We did play two show, two or three shows once with only three people though. No bass. So you so I played guitar. You, through, Jake, and Murph. Yeah, and I played guitar through my amp and a bass amp, and oh, it was mad. amazing. Very, very tight because no, there was no one else to hear. It was just yeah, me. Yeah. But you know, I guess you guys must have like yeah a lot to hear on stage. Foldbacks must be like a nightmare sometimes. And... I just don't ask for anything anymore. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Can't hear, can't hear just not yeah if i can have some of my guitar that's yeah, yeah. fine everything <laughs> else, i'll hear everything else yeah that's weird. yeah but ex- yeah so like that's what i meant by saying like get having another guitarist yeah. will feel like we can add more to the music and like oh, it changes things changes heaps. things heaps yeah. i mean even like for as much shit we give having three guitar players like for us we can like really tell when it's not there yeah like it's really noticeable after touring with three guitar players a lot, it's really noticeable when it goes back to two, yeah. which is like bananas to think that. And then it's like, like those shows we did with you guys was like bonkers going to me by myself. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I know what I'm doing and it does sound tight because it's only the main riff happening. But like, it's so weird to be standing on a stage and not hear stuff from this side and then not hear any of the yeah. stuff that you're used to hearing in the gaps and things the worst thing about it is if you fuck up everybody notices oh yeah because yeah. like in in my new band no hey new band before this new band <laughs> is like, like the first time i've been in a band with one guitarist so i'm like yeah just playing everything and we recorded everything with two yeah so it's like i just gotta make sure i'm not too pissed before we play every <laughs> fucking time because all of this weird shit so it's scary i, I reckon i have this eternal problem where I've played so much drunk now that I like, it's super weird not playing drunk now. (laughs) And it's like, you know, that's like, maybe I'm an alcoholic, but it's, (laughs) I don't know, but it's just like, it's one of those things where I'm at the point, like, you know, playing sober or like not a little bit buzzed is kind of weird. And it feels like I'm like overcorrecting and like I pay too much attention now. Yeah. Whereas, but that may also be because we've been playing the same fucking songs for like <laughs> six years. But like, you know, just, a couple of beers deep, you're at the, the perfect point. Yeah, a couple of beers deep. Yeah, not six, not one, a couple. <laughs> yeah, 
Party I, vibes got to the point where I could just get as fucked up as possible because we were playing so much. Yeah. It became like second nature, which yeah. I'm sure a lot of the Argus stuff is and Crown yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. Argus is in drop chaining too, so it's like just <laughs> one finger for most of it. It's super easy. Um, <coughs> I could never play drums piss though. Never. I reckon I did it twice in my life and both were terrible. Yeah. One, t- one time did it with playing with Outright. And it was like the funniest, I mean, I thought it was funny. Brad Fulton thought it was funny. No one else thought it was funny. But like, I couldn't, when I pulled my hand up and from my face to the top of the snare head, like I couldn't see the stick anymore. Like (laughs) that piss that I was like, fuck. And it was just like, anyway. It's golden. And outright as well. Because like what two third oh yeah 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 that ain't course. they also don't like it when i get heaps pissed i don't think but you know fuck them i'm not in the band anymore. <laughs> who cares um yeah um this is derailed uh <laughs> fucking furphy uh, um yeah so what's like what's the goal i guess what's the plan on going then with things um, has it changed at all from like touring and doing things or is it just i think it's just to i think like our main overall goal is just keep on keeping on just just keep i I, like me personally i just want to play in a band that i just want to like be old and like have a shitload of albums and like look back on it all and think like it's fucking great and like just you know always be pushing for growth and just like like ultimately just like have fun and travel and like hang yeah. out with mates and like that's like for me that's like the goal i reckon mm. it's just the funnest part about being in a band and like yeah it, it's just onwards and upwards i guess it's yeah. creating shit you're proud of really yeah and that's the best thing of it i'm excited like i'm excited by the idea of like you know introducing will to the band and i'm excited by having a new bass player too it's just like new people to party with yeah all the time. <laughs> there you go that's so, sick <laughs> so i've always gone like yeah. oh, like before clowns because i've known you were like my first mate apart from jake's ex when i first moved up from hobart like yeah four and a bit years ago and i remember like we used to hang out all the time and it got to a point like two years ago where i would never see jake because yeah. he'd just be on tour all the fucking time and like, yeah. fuck, I want to party with Jake. <laughs> and now, now we can party all the time. We can party all over the world. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> and you'll get yeah. to Europe and you'll just never want to go to drink anywhere else yeah. ever again. Or play anywhere else yeah. ever again. It makes... <laughs> yeah. It really oh, makes you greedy. Um, yeah, I think like, I mean, I think one of the, like on that record thing, that's been like, more than any doing any cool thing or like playing cool shows or doing you know getting paid a lot or drinking a lot or whatever i think like the biggest like thing for me that's come from playing music has been like at the end of the day like going through my records that i have and like having tons of stuff that i'm a part of and stuff that like my name's on the cool one of the coolest things ever for me is like the fact like my name's on this i wrote these songs yeah. this is something that i like i'm sitting here flipping past the records that i played on like i don't listen to them all the time but like li- the ones that i'm listening to hopefully the ones that i've done are that for someone else you know like yeah, sure. that's that would be like the dream result for me yeah you know totally. like, and i mean i think it is something 
you maybe take for granted when you are doing a lot of stuff or like think cool things happen. Cause I mean, the only time I ever think of that is like when I'm cooking dinner and I like put on a record, then I'm like, ah, oh, this is sick. This is so mad that I played on these things. So yeah. like, there's all this stuff that I've got and I've got hard copies of it. And I think probably more than anything, that's, that'd be the reason why I'll continue pressing things on vinyl. It's yeah. so that I, it's not just like, in the thing on my laptop that's just like filled with demos like you know like yeah but exactly what you mean it definitely gets to that point i i reckon same says same as the states but you get that age where you kind of want to have you don't want to be doing demos all the time yeah you want to have like release something properly so yeah good about it yeah like yeah especially records like for me like i love just like listening to records like like, it's like a, sort of like a solo venture at home for me. Like, I just like, you know, have a record, like I'll put it on. And I like these big ass, like, gatefold records that yeah. have like inserts and, and bands that you really like. Because you kind of like get a bit of like grasp on what they're about or what they like doing. Or like, even reading lyrics is just like awesome. And like, I think the same thing, like sometimes when I'm flicking past, like, of Bad Blood now, I think I've got like... It would be, I think it would be close to 10 different pressings of it. Yeah, it's sick. And like, I just flick past it. I'm like, I wonder how many people actually like own this. And like, that's like, I wonder how many people are doing exactly what I'm doing right now, but with my record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot to be. It's awesome. Um, so like, is there, I guess, well, a a cool thing about these shows having no anchor by them. Is that like a, a big like thing for you they those dudes don't seem to fucking tour very often no <laughs> like no i i mean i've seen no anchor once and yeah. like like it was in brisbane at crowbar and i was i was really stoned and it was um <laughs> Good result. and it was like really heavy like yeah. I, I was really blown away by it it was at, it was at crowbar and they had like good lights and like the sound was perfect and like i was really blown away a few years later um, I met Alex Gillies somewhere. I can't, I can't even remember, but we just kind of got talking and he said he was a fan of our band, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Then I later found out that Stevie, uh, his lecturer was, um, oh, what's the other guy in the band? What's the other dude in the band's name? I couldn't tell you. Uh, uh he's what he was. Sorry, Stevie's, Stevie's lecturer at, yeah, right. at uni. So that, I think like it was just, um, overall like a pretty awesome band to be able to say that we, like we get to tour with they like not even really active anymore yeah like, well I, when I, I was surprised yeah. when i saw that that was who was playing with you i was like this is fucking i pitched it sick. to him and he and he was uh, to alex and he was just he was like oh like i'll have to speak to the other guys but like it's something that like i would personally like to do because i like you guys and i was like yeah. sweet and like yeah just kind of worked out and it's not a very long run, so I yeah. think they don't have to like skip their jobs or anything like that. So. Yeah, but I'm I'm super excited to play <coughs> with those guys. Yeah, sick. And do you have any other plans like locked in or things you can talk about or moving on from those shows or is it just sort of up in the air at the moment? Yeah, I we're we're booked in to record. Cool. In December. Yeah. An and, album uh, or. An album, yeah. yeah so we're looking at having a new release in early next year sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, we're just kind of in like power writing mode, yeah. I guess. Like we've got we've got enough songs for a record, but 
you know, we want to be a little bit picky with it. So we've got, it's just a matter of finding time to rehearse now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you know how it feels like I'm just really after having played the same songs for like almost two years now, I'm pretty ready to put out something new and like, it gets fucking tedious listening to the, or playing the songs that you've been playing for so long. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, like, I guess, is the has this writing process taken, like, new sort of life then with having different people being involved with it? Uh, I don't have enough time to. I only yeah. started jamming. Yeah, well, our not... first jam was last week. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't gradually say... get there, but definitely not yet. Yeah. Well, we have actually uh, since I last spoke to you, we've got another new guy in the band. Mm-hmm. Jared, our guitarist. Yep. And um like jamming with him has been really good because because um he like he just has like a, a very different style to other people that we've played in the band with. So he like offers like a new like for example, his solos just sound like way different and it's cool because it's like it's like playing with somebody who adds something new to the band. So I guess sure. yeah, actually, yeah, your question is right. Yeah. Like it yeah, totally. It is different and and exciting playing with new people for sure. Like yeah, well, I mean, I think and like I think a big thing with, I guess I had a sort of weird experience with it because I just kept fucking adding people to my band instead of <laughs> doing something different for a long time. But I think, I mean, I think an experience for me particularly with writing music at least, or even if you're still the person, like I don't know how it works so much with you guys, but like with Ags, this is basically two of us for a bulk and then everyone else chucks stuff on and then or if it's not the two of us then it's two like it's other people doing the bulk and then the rest of us chuck stuff on and like i've now been in a number of bands where like that dynamic changes a lot and i think the cool thing for me about being in those other bands has been that i've learnt how to use those ideas and stuff for that purpose and it has been like over the years, it has been cool seeing that change and develop. I mean, obviously, like with any band, it you can hear that in, you know, the breadth of recording over time, totally. things yeah. develop as they go. But, I mean, I think you can hear quite well in Clowns, for example, is that like from the difference between the first record and the second record is quite stark, at least I thought so. Yeah. Music-wise. And so, like adding new members and different ideas to that will surely then develop that even totally. further. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, the band pretty steadily throughout the entire process has had, like you said, like the main song, like Stevie, Stevie is a bit of a songwriting machine. Yeah. And like our old bass player and I have written a few songs and stuff. And it's then on top of that, it's always like, you know, adding in stuff. Bad Blood was a record that we were like... It was the very first time as a band that we said, all right, we're going to write a record from start to finish now in this time frame. And so everyone was like... Like Stevie would bring in a song and poor Stevie would get like... Like buried in people's opinions of the song. <laughs> hey, I'm, that is literally <laughs> everything that happens to me and I exist... So we like, yeah, like it, we really uh, did the hard yards in like trying to make everyone happy with that record. Yeah. And um, I think this time it'll be the same, but probably not putting, probably not putting as much pressure on ourselves as we did 
with that record. Yeah. I think like, I think we've all sort of maybe grown up a little now and realized that, I don't know, like it's not, it's not worth like jeopardizing relationships over songs yeah. <laughs> with your mates. <laughs> it was pretty much life or death back then. Yeah. But no, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to venture with an entire, pretty much an entirely new band. It's yeah, gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. I'm actually, yeah, trying writing stuff. Will's actually like a, an amazing guitarist. I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, I think you might have seen No Haven the other night. I did. Yeah, I saw you both there. Yeah, wow. that's where we organized. That's how we're here. <laughs> <laughs> My other band, Party Vibes, played with you before. I have well. seen you yeah. play Party Vibes as well. Yeah, yeah. bold but, um, friends. Yeah, this guy. it's gonna be different. Like this, I've never written for this style of music. Yeah, so it's, I've always been from like a hardcore metal background. Yeah, so it's gonna be gonna be a lot different but i'm keen to like try <laughs> i think just try writing more proper songs rather than just bulk riffs all the time yeah and weird dissonant parts we're actually writing proper fucking songs yeah, so it's gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> they're just doing fucking thrash metal riffs. Um, that should be good that um, but that like only makes you better at writing songs though like yeah. i mean i think i moving here for me was like you know it was a personal thing but it's been like this great fucking value for me musically a lot of the bands i've been in have done nothing a lot of them have been like just jam and then break up or you know fizzle out to nothing tazzy in a hole yeah yeah but like it has been great because i've like played tons of different stuff since i moved here and like i feel like i've gotten way better at guitar i'm not the person who practices guitar and i i like I practice if I need to, but like, I mean, I don't think I'd be like as capable as I am about playing the songs that I can play or as good at writing the things I'm good at writing at without having like the experience of playing different music. And I mean, it's all punk and hardcore and metal or whatever, but it's like having the experience of like, say playing an outright, which was at the time, like totally weird for me. Although I signed up to play drums and I ended up fucking writing half their songs. But like, <laughs> I, that was weird in the sense that like, I never played like straightforward, or as I heard it, straightforward hardcore before. Yeah. And like similarly going to Adelaide and playing in Sex Wizard for a while was like also really bizarre because it was like playing in E standard, something that I had literally not done mm. since I'd like first started playing guitar in school. They play an E standard. They did. There you go. And then, you know, like, but because of metal, I'd got in my head that like guitar only sounded good down tuned. You can only play it like <laughs> that. I thought it does. I had to do that when I went from my Hobart kind of yeah. like drop B kind of shit mm. and started playing with party vibes, which is E flat standard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's how you do a power chord again. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And now, like now, I find myself like in the position where I'm playing more music that's like in standard or more like regular things because I've just gotten better at it. And whereas I think in the past, the reason I was avoiding that was because, I mean, it's exactly why I existed. And at that point I exist, I'd never played guitar in a band before. So I was just like, this is fucking sick. <laughs> doing one finger. <laughs> like blues riffs are so easy. They're just up and down with one finger. It's weird. I grew up playing Metallica riffs for my older brother. So yeah. like, it was kind of like going back in time when I went back to stand. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think I, got, I just got to like early teenage. Mm. Good and went, oh, I'm fucking lazy now. Yeah. I'm listening to way too much new metal. So then I just started doing that. Yeah. And I'm going back in time. But now I'm back to. Yeah. Actually, both. We no, play Haven in... is both in. And I'll yeah. be able to joke. In drop tuning. 
What is No Haven playing? Drop B. Yeah. There you go. And then we D flat or C sharp. Drop C sharp. Drop, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a bunkers chanting. It's, mm. yeah. Is it's, it for Stevie's yelling? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we originally played Smart man. D. Do you know what's really lame? I know it's the same as in Linkin Park chanting. Ooh. It's the same. <laughs> You're out of the band. <laughs> Big burn on clowns. Um, Showing too much of my early time. We, we can go ahead and edit that out. <laughs> we'll dip that back. The one, the one other podcast I've ever done, I was talking about new metal for about at least half an hour. <laughs> so we won't delve too hard into that. <laughs> so listen to that first. <laughs> catch up on your, your new metal chat. Um, is there anything you... Well, promote the shows. Do you have the dates at hand? I know them. Go. There's only a few. Um, so we've got 14th in Brisbane. Then the 15th and the 16th at Black Wire Records in Sydney. Mad. And then you the 21st that, right? yeah. in, at the Evelyn in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are with No Anchor, except for one of them, one of the Sydney ones. And any other cool bands sick. playing? It's going to be good. Yeah. Was it, sorry? Any um, other cool bands playing? Hope Jones playing the Brisbane show. Mad. Yes. Which will be bad. sick. Um, there's some cool Melbourne ones. There's like a grindcore power violence band called Sonic Youth Lounge playing. Yeah. Like a I've, three piece. Alan, Great band name Alan as well. Stacey was raving about that band name to me recently. So good. I think that's like the band name of the year, really. Yeah. It's unreal. <laughs> Don Bosco. Who else is on the Don Bosco. Uh, well, that's it. And No Anchor. So there's yeah. two and No Anchor. And then, and then in Sydney, one of the shows we're playing with Disparo, who are like, good friends of mine that yeah, they, they they're actually unreal they have tw- they did a world tour like completely DIY that's so sick and it was they they did something like like 60 shows across 12 countries all in a row it was like that's Europe madness. America and like Southeast Asia and I was like mental, they were just on tour for so long I was like <laughs> what the fuck how are you alive yeah like I came home in between tours and like Felt what it was like to shower again and stuff. And like, I look at these guys and they're still like roughing it. Fucking legends. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to go because I've only done like three day Brisbane and Sydney tours. Yeah. So I think I'm going to probably die after five days, I reckon. <laughs> Put me in and bury me on tour. <laughs> A huge rush. <laughs> yeah, sick. Well, anything else you would like to spruik or promote? Uh, no, I reckon that's pretty sweet. Can't steal? Yeah, that's it. I spruik my other band. Go on. Yeah. That's well, sick. Get, get a No Haven. Go on Bandcamp. Nohavenbandcamp.com, whatever the fuck it is. We've got an EP on there. There you Check go. That get out. into No yeah. Haven. But then also get into Clowns. <laughs> nah. So get into <laughs> Priorities, guys. <laughs> sort them out. So we're going to start the podcast about No Haven now. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do a new one. Do a new one. And we're back yeah. with Furphy. <laughs> Furphy presents. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking wish. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming and talking to me. Thank you very much. Aaron. Cheers. Mad. Sweet. Take it easy.